0: Okay, kids, what's up? Hope everything is good. Alright, so I actually took notes and so I hope that this will make things a little bit more streamlined and that way I can have more flow to what I'm trying to get across. So for those of you who have kind of um, heard my last two podcasts, I was just reacting to, you know, a little bit of a... um, discorded that happened in one of the the calls um yeah last night you guys it feels like a lot has happened since then um last night and i think one of the questions one of the things that came up in the the second podcast was you know are we as women able to transcend race and religion because when you look at the brotherhood one of the things I've noticed is that, you know, you can have the quote unquote good guy agree with um, things that are not in the best interest of women. And that has been a very interesting um, phenomena for me to, to observe. The, 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 the one gentleman that I was trying to remember, I think his name is Hafiz. Hafiz or Hanis or something like that. And I remember... Hmm, he was getting dragged last year because this white guy that purports to be a um, Christian had to kind of set him correct and say, you know, this these are the virtues of a man and, and this, this is what we uphold. But if you go and look at some of his other content, he... Th- you're not gonna like what it was that he said i think he was either agreeing with um if i'm not mistaken and i did i remember doing a reaction back then but i don't remember the specifics it was um i remember he was either agreeing with andrew tate and or he was agreeing with um jordan peterson um and if it wasn't him it was some weird stuff where i was like really really out of all the people you're going to agree with, like you were doing so good on this end. Why did you, um, and and so then you start to realize that there's a reason that the things are the way that they are. You have men who are sticking together. And I talked about how they, they will support each other across race and across religion. And, um here's what I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna title this. I'm gonna title this Brotherhood. So we all for the most part understand how the Brotherhood works. And then I put versus unrequited sisterly love, or I guess it could be sisterhood love, um, and and being woman-centered. So let me change it on here. One of the, the words I came across, there are several words I came across when I was on the quote-unquote twin flame journey. And one of them was empath. I talked about that on the last podca- podcast. But um, one of the other words that I became familiar with was the word unrequited love. And it's interesting when you talk about it in a relationship. It means that it's like it's one-sided. It's kind of like um, you are more emotionally mentally financially um attached to that person than they are about you and so when i was talking about you know flushing out my feelings about why i really have a hard time kind of just onboarding and being so quick to put on my cape and strap up my boots for when it comes to i'll just say like you know for like for white women because it does feel very one-sided, right? It feels as if, yeah, we're being called to be the bigger person. And sometimes, you know, if we're honest, not all of us really feel like being the bigger person all the time, you know? And so it's one of those things where, um, I, here's, let's get into it. The word, I looked at the definition of the word unrequited and it says um of a feeling especially love but it says it is something that is not returned or rewarded so if I'm out here and I'm like white women are the number one victims of of white men you know they are um going through it like way worse than the black woman and you know they're being totally taken advantage of and I've mentioned this before, for the majority, right, for the most part, they're not out here advocating or, or you know, getting suited and booted and um, booted, you know, like lacing up their boots and putting on their capes for it and saying like, you know, black women are oppressed by what's going on in, in um. you know, by their men and, and by the patriarchy and stuff. No. Are there a few? I mean... Few and far between. Few. And and I would say that the few that I can kind of recall to memory have been from social media. So for whatever that's worth, social media connects us. But the odds of me ever talking to someone like that or meeting someone like that in real life, slim to none. So to be fair, you know, it doesn't work. 2023, At the time I'm recording this, it's not like... The women that I feel like, I'll go ahead and say that I feel like Princella is advocating for, she recognizes the issue. She's bringing it to the forefront, but it's not that those women are going to be a, that they're not going to return it or reward it or appreciate it, right? So it's not um reciprocated. And don't worry before you get your panties in a bunch, Okay. Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't get your panties in a bunch because I do want to end um, with another term which is like woman-centered um, which I feel kind of puts me in a happy place and I kind of think that's a good good space for me to marinate on. But I wanted to um, kind of talk about another video I saw by Tanya TKO and it was titled Men Reserve Their... and it puts in, in quote-unquote love exclusively for other men and don't really and then in all caps she put the word like women and I've said this before too I feel like it's hard for a man to to love you if he doesn't even like you because if you think about how you are with your friends you like your friends right and so I'm not gonna tell my like I'm not gonna talk to my friends all kinds of wild I'm not gonna expect them to cook and clean for me when I'm sick I, my friends, we like each other. So we have that element of humanness. We like the same music. We cry together. We laugh together. We celebrate when we get a raise or something good happens in our life. And we grieve when, you know, one of our family member passes or we don't get the job that we want or we're going through a breakup or something difficult in life. Like if our health is going down or we got to... Bad, that bad diagnosis, right that's what you do when you like someone, but um, and so it's it's so interesting because when you hear like if you step back and observe it through those lenses, men who have their guy friends, yeah, they don't expect their these people that they like, which are their friends, right to do their laundry to clean for them to cook for them they don't ask their friends what do you bring to the table they don't talk rude or disrespectful to them they have loyalty there for them and so it's like this huge contrast between what they want for men and women which is so interesting because i um i actually typed out some of the key words from one of the excerpts in tanya tko's video but i think i'm just going to go ahead and read it um let me see here. So I put here the video. Oh, I talked about the video on the bromance between men where it's easier for them to be loyal and faithful to men than it is for them to do that with women. And I did talk about how it's easier for, I think, in my opinion, for a man to treat his male friends better and to empathize with them, right? One of the, 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 one of the indicators of, of you being a sociopath Believe it or not, a sociopath is your ability or inability to empathize. If you can't understand what it feels like or or kind of figure out what it feels like for someone to to be tired and and or sad or depressed or have hopes and goals and dreams and ambitions and want to be valued and to be treated in a in a certain manner. If you have that inability to kind of walk in other people's shoes, you're you're starting to put yourself on the spectrum for sociopath um uh, behavior. Socio- sociopathic behavior um characteristics. Ugh, I kinda knew this was gonna happen. My battery's about to die. Um uh, I think I'm gonna get one more warning before it, it goes out. Because my charger somewhere around here okay let me read the excerpt from tanya's video it's at the one minute and 37 mark it's from her tanya tko clips and it says to say that straight men are heterosexual is only to say that they engage in sex um (laughs) wow they said it's funny because i've used the f word before but i wasn't expecting to see it in an article. It says effing exclusively with with other race, i.e., women. So you can say that men are heterosexual, but that is even changing nowadays, you guys. Especially on on um when you watch Kendra G, it is it's a clown show. It's just a circus show. It, it's sometimes I'll watch it, and like I said, I've noticed like sometimes I can only do two to three minutes, and then I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm done. So, but you will have, stri- you know, quote-unquote straight men calling on there asking for other straight men. And they're not kidding. And they're not joking. Um, I think Tanya has played another video, too, of a, um, yeah, you know, and most of these Tennessee <laughs> black guys, it's like, oh, y'all are, this is embarrassing. But, um... But I I think I want to say there was also a white guy that that said this too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, there was a white guy also that was saying he was looking for a husband because they want to share in the responsibilities. Oh, you know what? I have to say this. This is so funny. This is so funny because the the white guy was talking about how he wants like a 50-50 relationship and, you know, it's just so much easier. And the the black guy, they're all copying each other's talking points at this point. Because even the black guy was like, yeah, like we understand each other. And I just thought, you know, we can have a wife, but I would prefer to have a husband in the mix too. Because, you know, we can share the bills and the responsibilities and the authority and blah, blah, blah. And um, I don't remember which of the content creators posted the clip. But one of them, I want to say it was between Bourbon, Bougie or Tanya. They posted a video a, a little clip of a guy saying and it wasn't a black guy it was like a I think he was hispanic or white and he's like you know or I think he might have been like um middle eastern so but definitely not black and he's like every time I hear a guy saying he wants 50 50 I want to ask him what color lip gloss are you wearing <laughs> And I cannot unseat it ever, ever since then. I'm um, like, every time I hear a guy say, I want somebody who can help this like 50-50. I'm like, mm. my lip gloss be popping. Right. Um, But let's continue reading this before my battery dies. So it says here, all or most of that which pertains to love, most straight men reserve exclusively for other men it says the people whom they admire. And then I want you to listen to these like verbs, right? Because it's like, these are all the things that I think women say that they would want from a man. I understand that that's something that they're incapable of doing. I learned that from Princella. That's the first person that I heard that concept from. But you know, this is what they do with other men, right? So they admire them. And even when you think about, like, the, the kitten heels phenomena, right? Or the Andrew Taterlinas, I think is what they call them, right? The Andrew Tate, Tater Tot Taterlinas. Um, they admire them. They respect them. Adore them. revere them, right? Even if it's, like, warm food at this point. Whatever. They honor them. Cinco de Mayo. It says... Whom they imita- imitate, idolize, and form profound attachments to. Um, it says, whom they are willing to teach and whom they are willing to learn. And whose respect, admiration, recognition, honor, and reverence, and love they desire. So, even this is so interesting because when you start to weave it together, and again, this is from Tanya, she was saying that, and I wonder if it was in the same video. Let me see if I can... Click on it without. Oh, no! It wasn't this video. It was another video. Um, and it was saying like how men are are tend to be homosocial. So, um, homosocial. So homosocial. Homosocial meaning that them having relationships with other women is about them being able to say you know, sit and, and talk about, well, my girlfriend, this, my girlfriend, that I had sex with this one. I had sex with this many women as their talking points. So it's not, you're really right up there with property. Might as well be chopped liver, right? There was something else I wanted to say. Um, okay. Well, come back to me. So here it says that that's who they desire. You know, they desire that attention and that validation men on men right like even when you think about like that that bromance video that I did where it's like there's these two guys and I'll never forget like remember I was saying it looked like he had um pearls and I kept y'all I promise you I watched that video like that, that little clip if I tell you I watched it like seven times because it was fascinating to just watch their mannerisms and the way that they talked and their voice and their dress and stuff, and and one thing that stuck out to me was like I kept saying that the um, pearl necklace, which coincidentally looks very similar to the pearl necklace that um, Tanya T K O wears, so it's like I don't think he fully understands that he, how he's mm, coming. That was just bizarre, but um, that video very much reminded me of bromance. Right here, you have these two, these two young men and they are um kind of like co-signing on each other and it was even at one point like if you go and you watch that podcast i mean watch that video and i think i took a screenshot of the podcast and i think i mentioned who was talking about it um who was who was showing the clip and unpacking it from their perspective but at one point i saw that the cuz i was looking at the body language and everything too and the way that one of the the guys was looking at the other um young man I recognize the look and it's one of those looks of adoration and like um it's the way that you know sometimes when when you um see a guy you would say like oh I love the way he's looking at her you know and it's this this feeling of like he's in love with that girl and it's the way he's looking at her he had that look When he was looking at this other guy and it was so weird, like my jaw just dropped. And then that's at the point I was like, don't leave your bro around him. I'm just saying, don't leave your friend, your cousin, your boyfriend, your husband, your pastor. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't leave him around him because that's, that's a bromance in the making. I I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. So, anyways, it says here, in their relations with women, what passes for respect is kindness, generosity, and paternalism. Now, what the heck is paternalism? This sounds like some Kevin Samuel stuff, patern, is that like where you don't have a father so you take this person on as your paternalism definition? So it says, I bet you this is some Kevin Samuel shit. Okay, it says, it's the policy or practice on the part of people in positions of authority of restricting the freedom and responsibilities of those subordinate to them in the subordinate's suppressed best interest. Whoa, that's deep, y'all. <laughs> and then like right below it in the Google search, it says, what does paternalism mean in simple terms? So for the rest of us in the back, it says... um. Paternalism means making all the decisions for the people you govern, employ, or are responsible for so that they cannot or do not have to make their own decisions. What is another example of paternalism? Um, Laws that require seatbelts, wearing helmets while riding a motorcycle, and banning certain drugs. Okay, so... Opposite of paternalism is autonomy, yeah, and that's important too. So what it's saying here in this clip is that when it comes to women um is that it says what passes for respect is kindness, generosity, or paternalism where and I've noticed this too, like I mean, and this has happened with every like all four guys, the the guys that I dated, but at some point it does kind of seep in where it's kind of like, oh, you're too weak and fragile to make a decision and to be autonomous on this. So just do it like this. Or I'm going to take over, you know, the way that you, you know, you or, or just follow like my instructions type of thing. So, mm. and, and I mean, for the most part, you know, as much as they were assholes and I really, and I've said this before too. They t- um in the grander scheme of things, it's just it wasn't it could have been worse, but I'm not you know whatever. There's no need for me to whatever they can kick rocks. So it says what passes for honor is removal to the pedestal. So this talking about how it switches it out because for men they want respect from other men, so they'll remove the respect that they have for other men and be kind to you right I remember on um Kendra G let me find this charger y'all Um, there was a woman and I remember I did a podcast a reaction on this because she, one of the traits that she said she wanted in a man is someone that is kind and that one really struck st- struck me or stuck with me because I really like that and I think especially the world that we're in um, it's right up there with do they like you? Like I it, look, <laughs> I might just troll y'all, probably not, I, and go on Kendra and list the characteristics because some of the characteristics it would be would be um and and at that point you know I'd be trolling because it's not like there would be quality candidates. I'm not that type of girl to yeah, but anyways, for the point. That the, 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 some of the, the strongest traits I've heard are somebody who is kind, someone who likes you, someone that um, I think another word that somebody gave was like charitable um, because somebody can be rich, but they can be kind of like um, selfish or not like to give. Right. And oh, I think she said somebody who's not stingy. And I was like, yes, that actually makes sense. You know, um, my little Bruno, now. Hey, <laughs> he is. <sighs> he's about to go start causing havoc every once in a while. He'll just kind of chill for a little bit and then. He's about to go do what he does. Give me one second. I have to jump back in bed. Because my bed is, even though I'm tall, I have to jump into bed. So, hold on. <laughs> This is kind of funny. All right. Which is one of the reasons I love my bed. I love crawling up into my bed. Anyways. So, now, let me get my... Lapa tapa, lappy toppy. So, did we cover everything here? Um, yeah, so why do I feel smell like something's burning? Hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think my little heater. Okay. So they it says in their relationships with women, what passes for respect is kindness. So they replace the respect from the. Yo, my little heater is tripping. Oh, let me just can. I apologize, yo. Let me let me unplug it. What I'm not trying to do is start a little fire. There we go, because I just heat up my room versus like the whole house. So um, oh, let's try this again, round six. So it says in relationships with women, they what passes for respect is kindness. So instead of them respecting you, they replace it with with kindness, you know. And for those of you who still want to. <laughs> go out there on date it's like is he kind which puts it in a hole let's see if i can t- type in the words for kind kind definition um In terms of their disposition, because it could mean a group of things. What is the definition of a kind person? So a person who is I think this is the word she used, generous, right? Because you can be wealthy and not and be stingy AF. Um, somebody who's helpful, y'all, and that really goes a long way because if you like someone, you're gonna be helpful. Like if you go to your friend's house and they're like um, I remember like my mom used to say, we would have to do a bunch of chores before we had to go out. But basically what she would do is one time I took her up on the offer cause I wanted to go out with my friend really bad. And when I finished it, she kept adding stuff on there. So it just never ended. And then I figured out that she was just, it was going to be a never ending <laughs> cycle of chores as opposed to just being like, okay. Finish the kitchen and then you can go. It turned into the living room and did you do the bathroom and did you do? And I'm like, and that was at the time we all had split chores and everything too. Anyways. um, But, but if, if that was your friend, they would have helped you be like, okay, fine. You do the kitchen, I'll do the living room or I'll mop or I'll sweep. Or even like when you think about your friends, like sometimes if they're going through stuff, it depends on how comfortable you are, but your point is if, if you like your, your companion that you're supposed to be with, they're not going to be using all this language about have my food ready when I come home and, you know, you were subservient to you. No, it's going to be like you're going to see this person that you care about tired when they come home, you know? And understand that they're not always going to want to do the laundry and they're not always going to want to cook and they're not always going to want to have to be just picking up dirty socks and t- running after the kids. Like you you see the humanity of that person. The other um, word or phrase for kindness is someone who thinks of other people's feelings. So there's that empathy again. All right, let's kind of try to knock this out and keep this under 13 minutes or closer to 30 minutes. So did I, and the other thing it says here, they remove generosity um, or pater- paternalism. So it says what passes for honor is removal to the pedestal. So for men, they, they will have honor for men, but for women, you get removed from the pedestal, right? The adoration, the admiration, um, the respect, the reverence, desiring their love, right? It says from women, they want devotion, service, and sex, right? Um, Let me see if I can find, let me go back, because this, uh, I wanted to see if she sided with where she got this from. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, I think she might have said it in the video, but it doesn't have the, um, okay. So apparently she got that excerpt, um, from readings from Marilyn Fry, the politics of reality, page 134 to 135. Thank you, Tanya. I think that, listen, readers are leaders every time. I, I have so many books I have to read. Um, It's not even funny, guys. and But I will figure out a way to share that with you. So there was one more thing. Let me pull up my notes. I know that we were talking a little bit about um, what does this have to do with can the sisterhood, you know, transcend? transcend some of the difficult conversations out there regarding religion and um racism. I I hope so. I think that one of the things I I learned within the last maybe 6 months or so. Yeah, it was definitely 6 months cuz I remember it was when my my niece started her sophomore year and um one of the things that um I learned Right, right around the time she was starting her school year, was about the maxims, right? And um, if you watch the movie, I think it's at five hundred. I haven't watched the whole thing. I still need to watch it, but um, for the parts that I've seen, I've fallen in love with it because one of the things they were known for were their maxims. They had these guiding principles of how they would deal with the problems in their lives, and so. I think that if we're going to contribute conversations to what it means to have a sisterhood, what are our guiding principles? And so this brings me to the term that I heard from Bourbon Bougie, um, which she has a a little clip or soundbite titled, I am a I'm woman centered or something like that. And so I put in the notes there. I really like that. Ah, oh, y'all, and I might need glasses too because I need to take more carrot juice. I put here, when, when I hear her use the words um, woman-centered, I really like that. It feels comfortable because I even talked about in the last podcast where it can, can, can kind of feel like I have to say I am pro-black woman, you know, or I'm pro-black child you know and i know my community so i stay in my community and that's my lane and i'm not you know in other people's spaces um too much but i i think that if we were to ask ourselves moving forward are the things that we are saying and pushing for is it women centered i would feel comfortable with that and i think it would create a distinction because then if you're kind of honest you're going to see that there are some cultures or societies that don't are not really woman centered, even from other women, um, because for example, I put here, you have like for example the Filipino woman, the one that's going viral, she will call black women hyenas. That's not woman centered. She's also the same woman that um. That said, um, she, and I, and she was trying to be spiteful right because she was getting a lot of pushback um and like I, like i've said before what's unfortunate is she really got herself played because she was sitting in these chat rooms with all these black guys and they're telling us all this stuff about black women meanwhile we're over here you know th- doing stuff and then when it comes to the surface come to find out she's been listening to them god knows only god knows what They've been telling her because I don't think everything has come to the surface yet, but they are going through that exposure or exposal or they're being exposed and everything. But so she's coming out based off of what they're telling her and feeding her and calling us hyenas. Meanwhile, we're just caught off guard. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But but I say that because she she wanted to be spiteful. By throwing in, she did a separate TikTok and she's like, and by the way, are Filipino men's they will not like a black woman because you're too dark, because you are black, because you are black? They are Filipino, are little tiny penis having Filipino men that are tiny and no one is pursuing their you They don't like a black woman, and the way that they gathered her by her edges and dragged her you know it was just i was like it was so appropriate like i said cuz i i don't i don't think i know any any filipino people even considering that the you know kind of diverse school we went to and i've never ever had a crush on a filipino guy so mm, um so she can just hold that one, but um, that's definitely so. If you're gonna start contrasting it against two, um, is woman centered or not woman centered? You know because what she was upholding is the racist tropes, right? Racism is a man made mechanism. It's a man made structure, and so um, she's upholding, and this is part of the point that I think that Priscilla was trying to get at, which is, you know. Or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe this is my interpretation. Scratch that. Scratch that. Um, it's like she's upholding the things that that white men have used for us to be pitted against each other. So when she's like, our black our Filipino men would never look at a black woman because she's too dark and she's ugly. And it's like, listen, there's a reason they should not even be procreating. <laughs> so but and so then you would be able to see based on her statement she's not woman-centered at all because she's attacking other women by saying that their men wouldn't find them to be desirable and she's kind of like celebrating and glorifying in that right kind of like reveling in that the other one here that i have is oh yeah there was another woman and i i think she might have been filipino Filipina. And she was just being equally as nasty too. She was just like, um, I remember there was a part where she, she, this is the one that has a gap in her tooth, in her teeth. And she's a little bit like plump on the, on the plus size. Well, she is plump, (laughs) not a little plump. She's plump. Um, but no, she's a beast. And she, yeah, so just so you know who I'm referring to. But she was like, and our hair is real. And she's like pulling at her hair. So she's using all of these, again, racist tropes to kind of like to signify that she's better than us because of the complexion of their skin, the texture of their hair, um, the colorism, the texturism, um, and that type of thing. So she clearly too is not woman-centered. She's like upholding those racist things that the patriarchy has set up right and so um I also have on my notes here like if the maxim is going to be for the sisterhood are we woman centered you know who who is advocating for like the Brianna Taylors or the Shanquilla Robinsons and um if if I'm gonna say womanist, right, for all of the feminist femicides, for the Maggie Murdaws and I guess the Eliza Robinson's too, um type of a thing. But yeah, that that that's I hope that kinda helped a little bit. I feel like right now to some of us that are a little bit more um resistant to being all-encompassing at this particular juncture um, is because it it has felt unrequited. And um, what I am willing to do is to, to see, you know, I will be an ally to those that are an ally to me. And that feels healthy because I feel like, going through the quote-unquote twin flame journey the good takeaways from it it forced me to look at not just unrequited love with my ex-boyfriend I think but also it forced me to kind of look and see what that meant in a workplace relationship with friendship um dynamic um and in other scenarios where there is give and take, and so I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to overexert myself if it's not going to be reciprocated or if it's not going to be appreciated or rewarded, um, which I think is supposed to be healthy. And this is just my opinion. I know some people. One one of the the uh, you know every I, I remember times I've had fighting words. And I remember way back in the days, and I have books on this, too, that kind of support my beliefs or whatever. But I, I think that there has to be give and take, you know, and some people will be like, you shouldn't give anything expecting something in return. I don't know. It's a slippery slope. But, um, yeah, I just feel like if you're an ally to me, that's the space I'm in right now. Right. For me not to be taken advantage of or exploited. If you come to me as an ally and you identify yourself as woman centered, regardless of what race or religion you're from, then we have work to do, you know. Um, And that's cool and that's exciting. But if if you want to be on the racist Stuff. Then we've been. I've all my life. That's all I've known. So I'll just keep it pushing, and I'm fully aware that 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 exists. Um. Yeah. So if you're an ally and if you're woman centered, then you're welcome to stay, continue here, and I think that this language is gonna be helpful. It's gonna be a maxim to me, moving forward. Because now, um, when I have future conversations and I'm ref- like reviewing other people's stuff, I'm gonna be identifying as, which is so interesting too. Because then you know there have been conversations about can a man be a feminist, you know, um, and does feminist mean anti male, right? And so uh, a man can be, I think, woman woman centered. In the sense of kind of like being able to empathize and to be kind and to be generous and um, accommodating. And all the other stuff that I mentioned in the bromance um, excerpt. All right, y'all. I have talked myself into a hizzy into a tizzy. Yeah, I think the correct term is tizzy. I have talked myself into a tizzy. The night is still young, and so am I, so I'm going to put... And then part of it, I had just finished eating, too. Oh! Y'all, because I, um... <laughs> I can't really mm, tell you too much, but I, um... Yeah, I went out to eat, um... Had a really, really good time, and... So, but with that being said, um, I guess I do have the itis, so I get a little bit sleepy after that, and I haven't even taken my sleeping pills yet. It is what time? Yeah, it's still early. It's six o'clock, so it's like 5.58. So this, I think we're getting closer to where the time is going to change anyway, so I can feel the days are getting a little bit longer. So it really does feel like I could probably take a half an hour nap and then you know, get ready to go back to bed close to 9 or 10 p.m. So let me kind of just get a nap and then see what the rest of people are up to. I, you know, stay tuned because I had mentioned this to you before, too. I have some really amazing decks. Tomorrow is going to be Monday, huh? I could try to pull a um, a deck because I have wealth decks. I have entrepreneurship decks. And I think that it can kind of help us to... Um, kind of have a, have a little bit of an opportunity to kind of um, ascend with what we're hearing around us, right? Kind of just elevate our thinking. Speaking of which, and, and I know this is kind of chit-chatty, so at this point you can just kind of click off too, but one of the things Tanya was saying too is it's it really can get really scary when you start to think about, um, if you ever listen to any men outside of, like, just... And again, because I am Black, I'm going to talk about what's happening in the Black community. Um, If you listen to at the conversations that are going on with Black men versus if you listen to a group of white men, baby, let me tell you, the fear of... And I'm using all these biblical terms, which is... I'm being... I'm using a dark satire type of thing, but the fear of God would be, like, you would be shooketh because they're out here one of the things um tanya was talking about is these people are already talking about chat gpt y'all which i've had a chance to check it out i've had really good time with it had fun with it it's already on my phone um but they're they and and even like within the last 24 hours one of these um artist that came up on my Facebook. She does digital art and I didn't even know it wasn't a real person until somebody pointed out some of the things where you could tell that it's uh that it's AI um images. But I mean, it was so stunning and it looked so realistic and so 3D and the depth and the richness and you know, um even when, when like how Tanya was saying like you can already have this artificially AI person having a whole conversation with you and talking and downloading all this information from something like chat GPT and you wouldn't be any the wiser. Listen, like even today, like so even with today, um, coincidentally, the group, some of the groups that I'm in right now, there's no like black males or anything like that. So when I am sitting and I'm talking to these two different like um guys, one is Colombian, and the other one is Romanian, and um I got to meet his other two brothers. One of his brothers is blind, and then the other brother, um, I didn't. I just kind of like said hi from a distance, and they all kind of look a little bit different. But and then the youngest son, which is the one I met, because I know their dad um he's he's going into the cybersecurity program so then you start to understand what it is that that you know what it means to specialize in something like cybersecurity right the other one he's a um an editor <laughs> travels all around the world he's not a passport boy has a beautiful wife but he has a um very in-depth understanding i mean you would think that because he's an an editor and also kind of like a, a filmmaker but he works mostly with like um it not not like hollywood type stuff he does documentaries in fact he used to be one of the editors for um coach magazine so and he grew the audience from i don't know some something in the in the thousands to 2.5 million you know, real humble dude. And he was able to just navigate on different conversations with me, including stocks and trading. So he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you next time, type of a thing. And we're not out here talking about weaves and uh fifty fifty and what lip gloss they're wearing. It's like and he's he stays very much into the news type of thing, so just kind of keeping us on alert and um these people you would like a lot of them are really wealthy. You would never even know the half of it, but um. They're they're the conversations that they're having. Like um, the other group that I I hang out with, they talk about like all stuff relating to health, right? There's another woman. Every time I talk to her, she's like, she just put me on to stuff about viomes, right? V i o m e. And that's a whole other area that I look forward to sharing with you, especially from the health and wealth aspect, because your biomes have to do with gut health and it makes sense. But if I'm not mistaken, you guys, I think you have to send a sample of your poop. (laughs) I was like, oh, but, um, but it, it kind of is kind of around the science of, um, understanding your blood type and understanding that we are chemical. So whatever you put in creates a chemical reaction in your body and you're either creating more inflammation or you're becoming more alkalized. And so that comes out in your gut, you know, and, and if you have um um like acidophilus pro- probiotics and prebiotics and those type of things and pay attention to what you eat and what your sensitivities are that can help you but yeah that's one hell of a tangent y'all are gonna be on this podcast like one minute she's talking about unrequited love with the sisterhood and um next minute she's talking about gut health so let me hop off here you guys um when i tell you the night is too young and so are we like i feel like i don't know i cannot honestly wait until the summer we're already planning stuff for spring break like what we're gonna do, so I'm like, <clears throat> I can't wait to have an excuse to. I'm getting my hair done on Wednesday, so I'm going from kind of like a reddish. Like for those of you who are kind of into numbers, I'm going from T twenty seven to like a honey blonde. What is it like T thirty? I don't know. Mm. to to a blonde and a different color crochet braids and stuff. So that's gonna be so fun but the only thing is we're like what two weeks out from spring break i already have some really super cute outfits that i wore that i really really like um i wore them one time or and or i i have them saved i have like i have yeah i don't need to go shopping like trust me i, I need to kind of save my budget right now a little bit but so already making plans for spring break and then um I was saying all that to say that I um I'm excited for the longer days, and as long as I have a, a good healthy you know relationship with my friends type of a thing, then I I I don't really like staying out at night as much as I used to. It just doesn't feel as safe, and I hate driving back home at dark in the night. I I really hate it. I'm becoming like a little old lady, but like a young old lady. So, but we actually we like doing. So we're gonna do a um. A brunch and we like doing like um champagne brunch or those type of things and plus it what my saving grace is um some of them are you know in relationships and have kids that they have to go home to so we're usually getting home by dark type of a thing back in the days we'd be out until like two three in the morning girl just like wherever the wind blows it's like oh let's go here oh let's go there oh i heard this one place oh you know <laughs> and nothing crazy we weren't like really into clubbing or anything but we would be like and there's a lot of nice like um areas where you can just go and just lounge with people and stuff so that was cool or whatever so the longer days like later in the like especially when the time changes like right now I could take a nap and still get up and still have stuff to do or still go out if I really wanted to so that's why I'm like low-key excited all right let me get off of this thing y'all until the next one bye.